The text uh, calls for our attention this Lord's Day uh, is primarily our gospel reading for today from Matthew chapter 13 where Jesus tells the parable of the sower and especially these words. Other seeds fell on good soil and produced grain, some a hundredfold, some sixty, and some thirty. He who has ears, let him hear. Grace, mercy, and peace to you from God our Father, from our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. Amen. Perhaps when some of you were growing up, at some point, you looked at your mom and you said, we absolutely need an automatic dishwasher in this house. How do you think she responded? Was it possibly something like this? That's what God gave you two hands for, my child. Or perhaps it was yesterday and your son asked you to drive him just down the street to your friend's house. How did you respond? Did you perhaps say, that's what God gave you two good legs for, son? Or perhaps it was last semester when you told the tutor that you would need a calculator to complete that math problem, and perhaps they said, that's what God gave you a brain for. Today in our text, Jesus tells that parable that is quite familiar to most of us, that parable of the sower. And after he finishes telling that story, he tells the people listening that those who have ears should hear. Now the language he uses there is very simple, just the normal word for ears. And so we might at first think that Jesus is simply telling everyone that has ears to listen. But really, if you track that phrase throughout the scriptures, you learn that Jesus is actually talking here about a special kind of ear. A special kind of ear that can do a particular kind of hearing. He is speaking about what we might call for today the ears of faith. That not only can hear the word of God, but can understand it through the Holy Spirit. And here's the good news for you today. If you are baptized into the Lord and believe on his name, you have those ears to hear the word of God. The Spirit has graciously given them to you. And therefore, you should hear the word of God often. For through that word, the Holy Spirit seeks to actively engage you with truth in order that he might keep you in that faith that he called you to long ago. Yes, Jesus' own command today falls upon your ears. He says to you, if you have ears, well then hear. All of our texts today, especially the Old Testament and the Gospel reading, are filled with reminders about how powerful God's word is. You see, God's word is not like all the other words that we hear every day. And certainly there's no shortage of words in our day, especially if you buy into the idea that a picture is worth a thousand words. No, we get words everywhere, through our computers, our televisions, books, magazines, and wherever else our eyes happen to dash. The amount of words, in fact, that we hear in an average day is almost stifling. Some people have said that we are all suffering from information overload in our day. But you see, God's word is not like all those other words. For God's word has a power in and of itself. 
God's word is the very thing that he used to call into creation everything that exists. God's word also accomplishes, as Isaiah says, the purposes for which he sends it out. Or as the Gospel of Matthew tells us, that word is the seed that God plants that then brings forth a great harvest for him. And all of that being true, we as God's people who have been given these ears to hear ought to look to hear the word of God often. We ought to pay attention to the word. We ought to exercise our ears, so to speak, in the hearing of it. The Catechism, in trying to explain the third commandment, puts it this way. It says that Jesus has given us these ears of faith in order that we might not despise the word of God, but instead hold it sacred and gladly hear and learn it. So, do you use those ears God has given you? Do you gather week after week here in church with your ears wide open in order to hear the word as it's read and proclaimed? Do you read that word in time that you have for yourself? Do you gather your family around that word to talk about it? Do you listen to it and sing along to it in song? After all, that's what God gave you those ears for. For if you use those ears, God will do the work he intends to do in you through that word. At times, that word will confront you. It will reveal your sin. And then in the next moment, it will reveal to you Jesus Christ in all of his beauty. It will clean your conscience. It will fill your heart with peace and your life with purpose. And yet, though we know all of those things to be true, we are also always tempted not to gladly hear and learn the word. And Satan would love to keep us away from the word, and so he'll use any lie he can to keep us from reading it. He'll whisper to one person, Ah, you know it all already. You don't need to read that word. And to another, he'll whisper, you don't know enough. Don't open it, or it'll just confuse you. He'll tell one person, you're too busy. You got too much to do to read the word. And to another person who's got plenty of time, he'll simply fill their minds with things to do other than read the word. He'll tell one person the word should not be read because it's offensive to the modern ear. Then he'll tell another person there's nothing exciting in the word at all. He doesn't care what lie he has to tell as long as we don't end up in the word. For he knows well that once we get in the word, there is great trouble. Another lie he likes to tell, especially in our day, is just about all that information that we have in our world. He tries to convince us that our understanding of the world should not rest upon the word of God, or at least not upon the word of God alone that we should take in things from as many sources as we can, for then we will be truly wise. Now, he doesn't always come right out and say to you, stop reading the word. Often, all he has to do is say, hey, listen to this over here instead. So do you listen to what the latest YouTuber has to say and think they're wiser than the word of God? Many youth are doing just that. Do you think the news experts on TV can help you to understand the world even better than the Holy Spirit can? Or do you think that there's that person in your life 
seems to have it so put together that surely their advice is even wiser than the Heavenly Father's words of counsel. Well, today, if you want to tell me that you will have true understanding into all things by listening to such experts, I will tell you that's what God gave you ears for. You should use those ears to take in the word of God instead. After all, the word of God is where we find all true wisdom and understanding. Yes, it may be reflected in other places, but its source is there in God's word. That is where we find Jesus, after all. And where we find Jesus, we have wisdom and life and salvation. Oh, Satan, truthfully, he won't give up if you actually do listen to the word. If you do take it in. As we heard in the parable, he'll continue to try anything to make sure it doesn't bear fruit. Whether he has to scorch it dry or choke it out with the thorns. But the truth is, he'd rather that seed just not get planted in you at all. For he knows that if you hear the word, the Spirit will make it grow. And then that harvest will be 60, 30, 100 fold. And that's the very last thing he wants. For he knows what grows in that field. He knows what grows in that field are things like peace and patience, goodness and self-control. He knows that grows there ultimately life and salvation. And the evil one has no delight in any of those things growing. So seriously, use your ears. And be honest today with your engagement with the word as it stands now. So I would figure there are truly few of us gathered here today that can say that we indeed are hearing the word as consistently as we should be throughout our week and throughout our days. After all, the scriptures suggest that the people of God should be meditating on God's word morning, noon, and night, at the very least. Anyone here putting their ears of faith to that type of consistent use? We surely all have reason again today to confess that when we hear the words gladly hear and learn the word, We've got to admit that that's not always our attitude when we look over at the scriptures in our homes. We must admit today, we are so tempted, especially in our world with so many words, to decide that we will find some other way to become wise. Jesus says, simply use the ears God gave you. For when you do that, you will realize how much good is there for you. When you realize that for a while you've either left those ears empty or perhaps you fill them up with all sorts of garbage, you know what you should do? Return to the word again. As you return there, it will call you to repentance and confession and then it will lead you back to the feet of Jesus and his marvelous forgiveness which he earned for you at the cross. And then as the Spirit cleanses you with the forgiveness of Christ, Your ears will be wide open and ready to hear all the wisdom that the scriptures have to teach. Today, we end our thoughts with words that Martin Luther wrote many years ago in the large catechism. As he was trying to teach people this very same idea about how powerful the word was and how important it was to be daily engaged in it. He wrote these words. For let me tell you this. Even though you know the word perfectly, 
and be already a master of all things, still you are daily in the dominion of the devil, who ceases neither night nor day to steal unawares upon you, to kindle in your heart unbelief and wicked thoughts that will take you against all the foregoing commandments. Therefore, you must always have God's word in your heart, upon your lips, and in your ears. Because where the heart is idle and the word does not sound, there the devil breaks in and has done damage before we're ever aware. On the other hand, such is the efficacy of the word, whenever it is seriously contemplated, heard, and used, that it is bound never to be without fruit, but always awakens new understanding, pleasure, and devoutness, and produces a pure heart and pure thoughts. For these words are not inoperative or dead. They are creative, living words. To those words of Martin Luther, we say our amen today. By confessing our apathy towards the word at, the, at times. And then by heeding Jesus' command to hear that word anew. For we know that as we hear it, we hear not only those words of command from Christ, but we experience anew his all-powerful forgiveness and his recreative touch. And so we pray as we will sing later this day, Abide, O dearest Jesus, among us with thy word. Amen.